18 minutes before 8 p.m. It's the headline segment here on Metro FM Talk. Uh, a week or so ago, we caught up with the cane growers out in Guazul Natal. And, uh, yeah, the impact that uh, the uh, financial difficulties faced by Tongart Hewlett, which went into business rescue, would have on them as uh, suppliers of cane that goes into the mills uh, of uh, Tongart Hewlett out in Guazul Natal. Now, the day we spoke to them, was uh, on the eve of their meeting the following day with the business rescue practitioners. And, uh, yeah, we had caught up then with uh, Mamkiki Mzoneli, uh, who joins us once again uh, tonight to give us the latest insofar as this is concerned. She's the deputy chair of the South African Cane Growers Association. Mamkiki, good evening. Welcome. Good evening and good evening to your listeners. Thank you once again for joining us. And, uh, I mean, as I said there in my introduction, the last time we, you and I spoke... Uh, you were set to speak to the business rescue practitioners the following day. How did that meeting go? Okay, so we have engaged with the uh, business rescue practitioners last week and we had a very successful meeting with them. It was a very positive uh, meeting. Uh, when you say it was a positive mi- meeting, uh, Mamkiki, I mean, I guess it could only be positive in relation to one thing, whether or not you were going to get paid. What did the meeting say about that? Okay, so uh, last week uh, we wanted the business rescue practitioners to prioritize payments for the growers, of which uh, they did that because uh, what happened since last week uh, for the deliveries uh, for September, uh, the growers have been paid. So their deliveries that they delivered in September and they're supposed to be paid in October. So we're so happy that their payment has been done by the business uh, rescue practitioners. And so on Saturday, the small-scale growers were paid, which is good news. And then yesterday and today, the commercial growers were paid. So mm. we're very grateful to the business practitioners uh, for doing that because it has been a very difficult time for all of us. So, so what are the next few months going to look like? Um, and did they give you a sense of what would happen were they to hit up against some difficulties? Because we also know they've been in discussions with creditors and lenders um, about you know, opening additional lines of credit to, to uh, deal with uh, some of the things that might come up in the business rescue process. We do have agreements uh, for the uh, next month. So what is going to happen for the commercial growers they will get paid 50% at the end of November. So the remaining uh, amount, they'll be paid in the second week of December. But uh, what is good about the agreement is that the small-scale growers will be paid in full. So Mm. their payment is not going to be delayed as compared to the commercial growers because the reason the commercial growers, their payment is going to be delayed is, is just to help CHS so that they can have money uh, to to have a off crop maintenance and other you know suppliers to help other suppliers. Mm. So for commercial growers to assist CHS because at the end of the day we want these mills up and running and so that they can continue to to make sugar to make sugar. I also understand that uh, the resumption of deliveries to some of these mills in Felixton, Maidstone, Amatikolo. Um, will resume once the outstanding October payments are done. 
because the issue that we've spoken about yeah had to do with the deliveries for september now what's going to happen in the intervening period uh, so the september ones were paid on saturday but now the deliveries for october um wh- what's going to happen with those ones Okay, okay. About the operations, we're happy that the operations will resume. Okay. That is yes, yeah. So everything is going to be working by uh, Saturday. Uh, the the mills will be opened. We are so happy about yeah. that arrangement. Yes. Now, now I guess the the other element here is. Um, whether or not there's been significant disruption during this moment. I mean, one would think that um, the mills also had their own downstream customers that they had to take sugar to. Um, this disruption, if any, uh, um, what impact did that have on being able to meet some of those orders? Or did, um, or was there enough, I guess, you know, um, supplies to at least meet some of those existing orders? Well, what happened insofar as that is concerned? Okay, so so let's do this, Mama. I think we're also getting some interference on the line as well. So hold the line there for me for a second. We'll come back uh, on the other side of this. Ten minutes before 8 p.m., Mama Kiki, I hope I have you on a much better line. Yeah, it's better now. I'm off my speaker. Sounds a lot better, Mama. So I was asking... Um, during this moment where the payments were not done, I assume there were deliveries of sugarcane that didn't happen. What, in your view, as a Cane Growers Association, was the implication of that for Tongat and some of their customers who might have been expecting delivery of sugar orders? Um, you know, uh, what happened during that moment? Or was it just fine because there was enough capacity? No, we were not worried about uh, the, the lack of sugar uh, to be supplied to the customers. I think... There is, there is not going to be any shortage of sugar. Mm. But what what you're worried about is, is, the, is the fact that the mills were closed. So you, you must understand that even if the mills are closed, sometimes there is sugar uh, somewhere in the warehouse. So, yeah, it's not that if the mills are closed, then there's no sugar. Mm. It's just that the delivery has to happen because each month the growers they need uh, money in order to pay their workers. So if they deliver their sugar cane, at the end of the day, they deliver because they need to get their selling their sugar cane to the mills in order to, you know, make profit, get money to pay uh, their uh, contractors, their hauliers, input suppliers, and, and workers. So we need uh, to make sure that there's an active economy in, in the rural areas. So it, that's why it's important for farmers to deliver almost every month, especially if there is a sugar cane out there. Mm. For, for, for yourselves and some of your members, um, I mean, how many more deliveries um, are anticipated, especially for the smaller growers? I mean, I'm quite interested in their fortunes. Um, how many more uh, sort of windows of deliveries are anticipated? And, and I ask this because the business rescue process might take a very long time. Um, so, so I'm, I'm interested, I guess, because last time we spoke, you had said some are delivering on an annual basis. So I plant mm. um, and maybe I take some of my harvest, if not all of it, to the sugarcane mm. mill. Um, from your vantage point, I mean, how many more windows of deliveries here uh, might coincide with this business rescue process? So our small state growers, as I did mention last time, that most of them, they deliver once a year. Yes. So for the year, 
uh, majority of them they've delivered, so they will uh, deliver next year. But it depends how, like, we have 21,000 small scale growers, so you can imagine not all of them deliver in one season. I see, I see. Okay, yes. so the planting times are different, yeah? Yeah. All right, all right. So, Mama Kike, I mean, if there's is any message, um, because I guess you spoke to the business rescue practitioners as well, but any message, I guess, to some of the entities that you are hoping will intervene here, in particular the Department of Agriculture, uh, Land Reform and Rural Development, and as you've said, the Department of Trade, Industry and Competition as well. Um, what is your ask as cane growers? I mean, wh- what are you saying government ought to do or can do to intervene? We're working very well with government and other stakeholders mm. because we have a a sugarcane value sugarcane value uh, chain master plan. So all of us we sit around the table to actually, you know, talk about hardships of growers and plan for the future of the industry. So we're hoping to, you know, meet again as soon as possible with all the stakeholders like you know, government uh, and relevant stakeholders, uh, people who are suppliers, you know, in order to uh, talk about this problem that we're having and and make sure that we don't get the same problem in the near future. Mm. And plan, you know, and have a better plan for, so that our future generations will not experience what we've experienced. Yeah. Just another thing, I mean, that I'm quite interested in, and I was talking to Mark Wemasilel about this as well. As a sugarcane grower at the moment, um, in KZN and maybe in Bumalang, what options do you have to sell your product aside from the mills? I mean, who else can you sell to? Oh, okay. You know, we have a, another cane uh, so that you can use sugarcane differently. You know, there there are interventions that we are having in our master plan. So part of the intervention is to see us using a sugar cane stick differently and maybe in a viable, sustainable aviation fuel in certain aviation fuel industry. So we're hoping that government can help us in order to, you know, that uh, fuel, uh, sustainable addition fuel industry mm. through, uh, you know, through sugarcane. It's, it's interesting that you say that because at the moment, uh, mm. uh, and mm. it seems a plan that they're talking about around green hydrogen, sustainable fuels, and so on. So I would think that the issue you're raising around sustainable aviation fuel or jet fuels. Uh, mm-hmm. I think is a critical part of it. Um, do you also think, I mean, feed, at the moment, we see what's happening with Ukraine and Russia. Uh, I was teaching my friend the other day uh, what molasses are, uh, which mm-hmm. go into, you know, animal feed as well. Is that mark? Is that a market that you're potentially seeing? I mean, we've seen massive rises in fertilizer and feed prices in the last while. Uh, we are seeing a huge increase in fertilizer, like more than 100%, which is so uh, unfortunate. So it's impacting, it's impacting greatly on the small-scale growers because the inputs are more expensive. So it can be a good idea for us to venture into a different, uh, you know, market for our sugarcane. So we yeah, are, to answer you, yeah, we really would love to see government helping us so that we can venture into a different 
type of market. Mm. Yeah. And then le ka sugar lantini. Yeah, in 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 because it's impacting a lot as well on small scale growers, you know, so that because at the end of the day, there's a lot of money which it's in small scale growers and in the difficult code which the money is why can't they help us again? Right now, we need help. Why can't they take this money, you know? It takes to help us again so that we can to to resuscitate the industry because right now we're really struggling as growers. Mama Kiki, Angtati Tubang Bong and um, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Mam Salehat. That is uh, Mama Kiki Mzoneli, uh, uh, Deputy President of the South African Cane Growers Association, speaking to us tonight for our headline segment. And uh, yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Give us a shout. We're out on our studio line, 86 0